0: Hey, Rand Paul asked the question. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grant.
1: Yeah. He asked Fauci, one of the chief members of the ruling class, the question you're not supposed to ask. So what about this ruling class? And do they know that there's an actual king of the universe? Today is the day the Lord has made and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Apple has made some changes in how they are going to count our podcasts. It's it's annoying. I don't know that it's nefarious. I don't. Uh, In fact, they were pretty quick to work with us on this, so it's stupid, but I'll just tell you because it could get confusing. The five-minute focus is now going to be its own episode number. Hour one of this Monday is its own episode number. Hour two, this is hour two for Monday, is its own episode number. So I don't know if it amounts to much, but I know that people have gotten used to it the old way, and I know we're going to get questions. And so i just let you know that this Apple told us they that's how they're going to do it now. Uh, late in the day as i recording this, actually, and I am re-upping on Bone Frog Coffee. It is, it's a pleasure to be able to get my, let's see, thir- <laughs> no, it's not. It's my fourth uh, session with caffeine um, and do it as I actually enjoy the taste. That was, um, that was Rand Paul in a conversation with one of the chief ruling class bosses, uh, Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading expert on infectious diseases. And as I was doing show prep this weekend and kind of being prayerful about what, what, what are the themes? One of the themes I, I, I just can't get over is this spirit that exists in humanity to install kings. And maybe it's because I've been rereading a first and second Kings in the Bible. Maybe that's where my head's at. But, but I think it is much more that you and I sense that the bosses simply are sick of waiting. And they've said it in in a billion different ways. You know, my favorite of these is that soundbite, and I won't belabor it because you guys have heard it a hundred times, but where Fauci and his fellow medical technocrats get together. And the first soundbite is, why don't we blow it up? Let's just blow it up. And he's talking about a healthcare system which had served us really well until the government and technocrats began to mess with it, and now it's failing. And I could go to the World Economic Forum uh, adherent of, we need to recalibrate free speech. I-, I could go to the, we need to kill six or seven billion people. Uh, We could go way back to Barack Obama saying you, you can't just sit around in your house having your thermostat at 70 degrees or sit with it. He say 68 degrees and think the rest of the world won't care when Barack Obama was famous for having the White House at like 74 degrees. David Axelrod complained about it. It's just like a tropical island in the Oval Office. No one can stand it. So there is this thread that runs through the ruling class. And tomorrow, we're going to talk about Mitch McConnell, a member in good standing of the ruling class. Do you know that Mitch McConnell thinks he saved America? (laughs) Well, according to a new book that's come out, Mitch McConnell was exhilarated the night that they pretended that a riot was a coup attempt. And then they watered that down to insurrection. He was exhilarated when he stopped the Senate from uh, doing an election audit because they were ready to to call for an audit of the votes. It's it's another ruling class thing, but we'll talk about that tomorrow, that McConnell thinks he's saved America. I don't think McConnell said any sort of thing. So if I look at the ruling class, of course it goes back to the party, big pharma, tech and finance, academia, media, and the deep state. And the deep state has not been most people don't yet understand that the FDA is very, very much part of the deep state. And these things they are all wound up together in one great, big, huge fat, stinking um, uh, incestuous ball of evil. As I see it with some, with some people inside who are keeping their heads down and, and working and trying to do what's right. There are people who are doing that. I, we, we need to keep that in mind. They don't want to be you know, disingenuous and say they don't exist. But you have the medical ruling class, you have the bureaucratic ruling class, you have the technology ruling class, you have, and this is really disturbing. You have the fake Christianity ruling class. There is the Methodist church um, has a new pastor who is a, a, a man who enjoys dressing as a female prostitute dash stripper dash porn actress. Oh, sorry, a drag queen, drag queen, sorry. Yeah, the drag queen. So you'll be interested to see what this so-called pastor (laughs) says about God Almighty. And then the um, pseudo-intellectual ruling class, David French. Um, And we're going to talk about this in some detail later in the week, the pseudo-intellectual economic conservatives. Uh, David French is an economic conservative. By the way, there's no such thing. You cannot be an economic conservative. I'll explain that later this week. Back in 2019, uh, David French was 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 sniding about, oh yeah, drag queens, yeah, that's a big concern. Oh yeah, we're, we should be concerned about that. Just this weekend, I had a conversation with a tech CEO. He made a 40 under 40 list in Seattle. He fails to see a global movement to sexualize children. He, he literally tells me, oh, I have immense IQ. If, if you see some global movement, to sexualize kids, then please enlighten us. Please enlighten us. And I simply said, I've got 10 years of audio archives. Go enlighten yourself. I, I tried to be polite, but I I I I failed. So let's start with this. This is Senator Rand Paul doing what needs to get done in asking the fauch about royalties.
0: Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that, not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 18 employees, 1,800 employees. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants?
1: Okay, so we'll get to Fauci's answer, but let's just think about something. This is a government that wanted to track any account that had, what did they go down to, like 250 bucks in it, right? This is a government that does deals with cell phone companies to track cash transfers, so you pay Venmo, they, they want that data. Who paid who? This is an entity, a government, where if you itemize your taxes, you know, I have to disclose who does 500 bucks of work on this podcast. If I, if I don't want to pay taxes in that 500 bucks, and I shouldn't have to because it's not income, it's, it's an expense so i have to give him julie's name and i have to give him dave's name and and we have to fill out forms and when i when i get paid for you know our partners pay us for helping to promote bonefrog like bonefrog.us i need to fill out a form so tim can report that he paid me money and then then i need to fill out a form saying i took money from tim you know from bonefrog and, and and our partners if if i don't want to pay taxes on income you know for for storing this show and having it distributed to all the podcast platforms, then I have to fill out a form so that the IRS sees that. I have to. I have st- silly accounts, and you probably do too, that earn very little interest. Or you know your checking account that earns interest. Hey, I earned fifty one bucks in interest, and I forgot to tell the IRS one year, and I got fined. I got a note. You forgot to tell us about fifty one dollars you earned, big boy. But the National Institute of Health doesn't have to tell the Senate of the United States, which is really a misnomer. The National Institute of Health doesn't have to tell the American people which one of its so-called scientists are, are, are taking a rake from big pharma.
2: Um, well, first of all, let's talk about royalties. That's the
0: question. No, that's the question. Have oh, you ever no, overseen, Senator, Have you ever received a royalty plan? payment from a company that you later oversaw money going to that company? You know, I don't know is a fact,
2: but I doubt it.
0: Well, well, here's the thing is, why don't you let us know? Why don't you reveal how much you've gotten and from what entities? The NIH refuses. Look, we ask them. We ask them. The NIH, we ask them whether or not, who got it and how much. They refuse to tell us. They sent it redacted. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Can you tell Uh, me that? Can you tell me if Is anybody a, on the vaccine approval committees ever received gonna, any money from people who left questions? Questions. Sound bite,
2: number one, are you going to let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their
1: financial statement. You hear that? The, the, <laughs> the National Institute of Health does not require its so-called scientists to disclose payments from big pharma. But you have to disclose everything to them. Fauci continues. According to the Buy
2: Act. So let me give you some example from 2000. 2000-
1: so Fauci goes on now to talk about little bits of money he's received. And they are little bits. They're tiny little bits. But I'm sorry, it's just not believable. If that's the case, then it wouldn't add up to the amount of money that Rand Paul talked about. And maybe Fauci hides his money elsewhere, but this man is so clearly corrupt. How could I possibly say that Fauci's corrupt is part of the ruling class? First of all, let's talk about this characteristic of the of the ruling class. And we get it. It's the, the rules are for the little people. This is how you set up a low trust society. They, if they wanted this nation to collapse, they would do nothing differently. There's literally nothing that they would do differently if they wanted the nation to collapse. Now, I don't know that Fauci wants it to collapse, but if it does, Fauci's fine. Nations collapse. God allows it. And, and ultimately, there comes a day when there is the final collapse of the nations. It, it is going to happen. Revelations, or probably Revelation 6, 12 through 17 as I watched, I, I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like the sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red. And the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a tree when shaken by a strong wind. The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up and every mountain and every island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else both slave and free hid in caves among the rocks of the mountains. They call to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne for, um, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come and who can withstand it? So these, these, these God men and God women, do they understand that there is going to come judgment? And it's not mine to say that Fauci is going to be judged worse than me. I don't get to say that. That's the Lord's decision. But I can point to the absolute corruption. Let's, let's shift gears from payments to what would, why, would, why would pharma want to bribe the so-called scientists at the National Institute of Health? By the way, I say so-called because if you are doing science for pay, and that pay is you will find a way to inject kids with this in, in injection, with this mRNA, you're not a scientist. You're a killer. You're, you're paid off, bought off. You've, you've stopped sciencing. And this is from Canada. The first yeah, the first payout for an injury from the mRNA injections, this guy's life changed a couple of days after he made the dreadful mistake of getting shot up
3: with mRNA. I have the wrist strength to even hold my wrist so straight. So.
4: His muscle strength is weak in his hands, his legs too, forcing the Lake Countryman to wear these braces.
3: Yeah. They're just an insole. They slide in in my shoe.
4: Ross Whiteman suffers from Guillain-Barre syndrome, a rare condition affecting the nervous system.
3: I had paralysis from the waist down and full facial paralysis as well.
4: He was diagnosed with a daze after receiving his first shot of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine last spring and spent 67 days in hospital. Now, the federal government has validated his vaccine-related injury with a successful claim for compensation, making him among the first in Canada to be approved for the benefit.
5: I'd
3: rather not be in that club in a heartbeat. It's, it's nice to have some recognition and there's vindication. It's indicative of our persistence with the program and you know every week or every two weeks, phoning, emailing, What's happening? Do you have all the paperwork you need?
4: While Whiteman won't go into details as to how much he's receiving, he said the maximum lump sum payout is two hundred and eighty four thousand dollars, an amount he did not qualify for. He's also eligible for ninety thousand a year for loss of income. And while the former realtor is relieved to be getting compensation, it's less than the amount he was making before the injury.
3: Everyone has a a lifestyle that they're used to or have budget towards, you know especially with kids and whatnot. And, and so that's gonna be something that we're gonna have to kind of figure out where to go from there. This is breathtaking. Uh, the ruling class in Canada, they have
1: lifetime pensions. Uh, Justin Trudeau will never have to work again a day in his life. They have the same setup in Canada that they do here. 90 grand a year this guy's gonna get, and you watch the video, he can still barely walk. And he can't use his hands. I don't know how he's going to be a real estate agent. And he takes this massive cut in pay. And the, the ultimate payout, the highest you can get is 280 grand. Pfizer made $360 billion on these injections. And now they want to put this into the arms of kids. So Fauci doesn't want to talk about the National Institute of Health getting these payouts it's structured so that we don't get to know which so-called scientists are getting these monies every penny you get they want a record of if you use a credit card or a debit card they have it don't don't think they don't it's a it's a it's an organization in the federal government called fincen it stands for financial central if you use your credit card or your debit card the government knows exactly who you paid for what same with Venmo. That's they. I got a note. The reason I don't Venmo anymore is I got a note from Venmo saying, we need you to give us your full identity and, and home address, et cetera. It's, it's for a terrorist thing. I'm like, no, it's not. It's because you sold this to the federal government and you don't have that data from me. All you have is a Proton email address. So you have to connect more dots than you'd like. You want to know exactly who I am so you can sell it to the government. So I, I'm not going to give it to you. So I stopped Venmoing. But the the characteristic of the the ruling class, it goes across all of the party sections. They get things that we don't possibly get. They get treatment we don't possibly get. They have privileges. They have rights, as they see it, that we don't possibly have. This is the way you break a society. The low-trust society goes like this. Wow, those guys don't have to disclose what they get. They don't have to disclose what are clear, naked conflicts of interest. I'll stop disclosing things. Hey, and don't think it's not possible. Like, I am, unfortunately, required by my faith to pay honest taxes. I'm required to, because the Lord said, pay your taxes. And I I could be plenty good at hiding monies. And I look at this sometimes. I have a friend of mine who works with seven-figure people, so I don't qualify, but he works with seven-figure people on how to make sure they pay almost no tax. And he does it all legally. So who takes advantage of stuff like that? Well, friends of mine who've made that sort of money and government. So from that injury, now let's follow this further down the field. That was the first injury for injections, a payout in Pfizer, um, in in Canada. Rand Paul asked the Fauci about injuries. He asked them about injecting kids. He asked Fauci about
0: that. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster?
2: Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. The I believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, so, 0 to 5, 5 to 11. Right. So, so, there, is, so there,
0: there are no studies, and Americans should all know this, there are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented were antibody studies. So they say, if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. Now, a lot of scientists would question whether or not that's proof of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you 10, or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines and they make protein each time or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci?
2: Uh, no, that, I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. Well,
0: that, that is, is the old. proof that you use. Your committees use that. That's the only proof you have to tell children to take a booster is that they make antibodies. So it's not right, an absurdity. Are, You're already no. at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, where is the proof?
1: I thought she's had a bunch of boosters and there's something else he has, which is COVID. And so what data does exist? Well, Naomi Wolf continues to do brilliant, brilliant work. We uh, had an interview with her last week. We played. That wasn't with Steve Bannon. This one is with Steve Bannon. It has to do with shooting up kids. Ill- illegally. Illegally shooting up kids. You hear that in just a second. Uh, I got, uh, man, I am so thrilled to get notes like this. So, so thrilled to get notes like this. This is from a longtime listener to the program am Linda. And she writes about, Hey, I started soda, soda, weight loss, soda, S O T a weight loss.com. Um, my wife had another successful week. You heard her last week on, she talked about that, right? I don't think she talked about how much wanted fat she, she dropped, but when she came out of the, uh, the bedroom after the weigh-in, I'm not allowed to be in the bedroom during the weigh-in when she came out of the bedroom, uh, during, uh, after the weigh-in she smirked at me, she smirked and she held up some fingers. I mean, and it's getting fun for her because when this is done the right way, uh, dropping unwanted fat, you don't spend a lot of time hungry. In fact, it's often the reverse. Often you feel like you're eating a lot if it's done the right way. Soda stands for state of the art. So it's done the right way. This is from Linda. Uh, I started soda. I've lost almost 30 pounds in eight weeks. (sighs) I love this. There are married couples who are doing this together. Guys, that's a journey to, to plan for the lifetime. You're going to be, as a married couple, you're going to cost each other less money. You know, if you think about healthcare costs and long-term living costs, you're just going to cost each other less money. You'll be able to do more things. You'll be able to go more places. You'll have more energy. This was the biggest thing I didn't know about dropping 150 pounds of unwanted fat. I thought I just simply lost the ability to taste foods. I'm going to tell you something that some people think is really gross. You end up with a bunch of fat in your beak. When you have as much unwanted fat as I did in my body, 150 pounds has been gone. Now, oh uh, gosh, it's, I lose track. Seven or eight years, it's been gone. That ends up in your beak and you can't smell. <laughs> it could also lead to things like sinus conditions and snoring. So not only if you lose weight together, is it a journey on health together? You can become, some people consider people with less fat in their bodies more attractive. You have that and you don't snore people to death it's sodaweightloss.com s o t a weightloss.com stands for state of the art by the way soda s o t a rand paul it's interesting that he won't go after pharma isn't it see this is and, and this is very convenient for the ruling class and Rand Paul is, I think he's as close to a person of the people as you get at, at the Senate. I think he's kept his head about him. I get that sense. I don't, I don't feel like Rand Paul has changed since he's been in the Senate. I think he's always been this way. But isn't it fascinating that Rand Paul will not go after Pfizer or Moderna or AstraZeneca? Now, that could be that he views it as a libertarian thing. Of course, I mean, if it was Rand Paul, of course, they're going to take advantage of, of the system. This is a government issue. And companies, you know, I could see him going the libertarian route. Of course, they are going to take advantage of a guy like Fauci, because why wouldn't they? They're, they're in it to make money. So he just got done asking the Fauci about boosters for kids. The Fauci said, well, you know, Senator Paul, there's, there's not enough data to say that. Well, no, oh, 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 but there's a lot of data that matters. The most important being that kids are not at risk from this. The second being there are risks to these injections. And when it comes to kids, the risks far outweigh the rewards. So what sort of risks? Well, we know this for babies, but wait a minute, wait a minute. It's only now that the, 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 the non-conflicted federal uh, FDA has, has, has okayed shooting up kids. How would we have any data? The FDA that gets the majority of its funding from pharma. How would we know what they've done to kids? Well, it turns out that despite the fact that there was no emergency youth authorization, not that that matters because the drug that Pfizer is sticking in people's arms isn't the drug for which they've they've received approval. It's a, it's a it's a shell game. It's not the actual drug that was approved. They they're never going to make that drug. This is Naomi Wolf, talking about what her researchers have found about Pfizer illegally shooting up little babies.
6: This is a publication uh, by two Israeli reporters named Ranit Feinberg and Yafa Shiraz. And they have looked through the VARS um, database, which is our government database, and they found that 58 babies were injected unlawfully, right? The the EUA hadn't been approved for babies at that point. But nonetheless, Pfizer injected tiny babies, one of them as young as 43 days old and 58 cases of life-threatening side effects in infants under three years old who received the mRNA vaccine, by whom, by what, were reported. Um, And then it's unclear if some survived. And it's also unclear why these infants were vaccinated.
1: Now, let's keep in mind here something that when she's talking about this, it's not because Fauci told us. It's not because the Mockingbirds told us. It's not because anyone in the government told us. It's because Israeli journalists did journalism. That's how we know this stuff. And Emily Wolf went on to talk about what sort of effects these things are having, this poison is having in the bodies of these little babies.
6: And 58 cases of life threatening side effects in infants under three years old who received the mRNA vaccine by whom, by what, were reported. Um, And then it's unclear if some survived. And it's also unclear why these infants were vaccinated and whether they were part of the clinical trials. The main point legally is in the uh, meeting on Wednesday, um, the FDA will not be able to argue that it did not know or cannot argue that it did not know. Uh, They know that babies were injured um, by mRNA vaccines. The FDA claims that there are no life-threatening adverse events these records show that the most common serious adverse events to tiny babies were life threatening, bleeding, anaphylactic shock, encephalitis, uh, neuroleptic syndrome, and these are multi system injuries. Uh, and so th- some of the other things that happened to these babies there's a two month old baby in the VARS uh, database, um, and some of the things that happened to them. Uh, include uh, seizures, neurological illnesses. Um, there are 245 reports um, of babies exposed to the vaccine via breast milk, which confirms what we've been trying to warn you from the mm-hmm. Pfizer uh, document analyst that breast milk is being harmed or contaminated and that Pfizer identifies breast milk as a source of exposure. These poor babies had pyrexia, body temperatures, headache, rash, diarrhea, um, and but also, anaphylaxis, myocarditis, pericarditis. A 43 day old female patient received the Comirnaty intramuscular injection. Right after the vaccination, the baby suffered a variety of life-threatening multi-system injuries, such as anaphylactic reaction, asthma.
1: That sort of reaction, and we go right back to the fouch. This is in the VARS database. The Fauci's people could look this up in the VARS database if the Fauci's people had any interest in any truth around this. But again, why wouldn't they have interest in truth? Well, why wouldn't Rand Paul question Big Pharma? Why won't Mitchell McConnell? Why won't Kevin McCarthy? Why won't the FDA? Why won't the CDC? Because they're part of the ruling class. They pay for the privilege. It's how you end up with Fox News, jumping aboard the the train to sexually, I mean, chemically mutilate children. Right there at the center is pharma. It's how you end up with the glamorization of sexually transmitted diseases, right there is pharma. So the ruling class is this. It is rules that apply only to us, not to them. It is privileges and rights we can't hope to have, but they have stolen for themselves. It is an attitude. Fauci, oh, I well, no, we don't have to tell you. you. You may be elected by the people, but we we are the permanent bureaucracy. But it goes to something else. It goes to the belief that there is no greater power than they are. Fauci speaks of a man convinced that there is no greater power in the universe than him or because he said, I represent science itself. He doesn't stand alone in that. This is an older clip we're going to get to, but I was recalling when Ted Cruz questioned someone at the FBI about Ray Epps. There's a proper response that the FBI should have given Ted Cruz. The response is, we'll tell you in private. The response is, we'll make you sign some papers, we'll tell you in private. This is an ongoing investigation, Senator. We're not going to say it in public, but that's not the response Ted Cruz gets. Keep in mind, the FBI leaked and leaked and leaked and leaked lies about Trump, lies about Trump's kids, lies about Trump world. So there's this other aspect of the ruling class. The ruling class will do whatever the ruling class wants to do as so long as it keeps the ruling class in the position of power, which is why it's so important for us to remember the ultimate power. It really is. The more emotionally strung up we get with this, and it's, look, it's infuriating. It is, it's enraging, but the more emotionally spun up we get in this, the more the enemy loves it because we're in a state of agitation. The more time we spend in prayer about our own inequities and for the Lord to reveal these things and change people, the better. Hey, this is a big, huge, huge time where I am begging you to make sure that you have done everything you possibly can to prepare for what's coming economically. And look, I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to you, honestly. I mean, I, I, this is a very much a time where I should regard the log in my own eye before I start talking about the spec in yours or possible spec. If you have not called American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net to get a free mortgage review, I am saying to you with all love in my heart, you're being negligent. I mean, unless you own your house outright. In that case, stay good, stay solid, stay golden. But if you are paying a mortgage and you haven't called these guys for the free mortgage review, I'm telling you as your friend, even if we've not met, I feel like I'm a friend of yours because you give us such support here. You could be saving a thousand bucks a month on your mortgage right now. And the reason I asked you to call American financing for this are the following, and I could do this for 20 minutes, so I'll make it very quick. They are a family owned national mortgage bank, they make decisions around the kitchen table. Rush Limbaugh liked him enough to speak for them for 20 years or so. God rest, Rush. They're A plus with the Better Business Bureau. They've got about 7,000 google reviews averaging about 4.8 stars they can make decisions in as little as 10 days they don't charge any upfront fees no one there earns a commission there's absolutely no reason for them ever to have you refinance when you don't need it and it's a free mortgage review it is a no-brainer it's americanfinancing.net or just call them at 866-887-2275 That's 866-887-2275. Or again, it's AmericanFinancing.net. Animalist182334, org. So this takes us back a little bit. And January 6th is going to be in the news because the Democrats, the left, Mitch McConnell. Oh, Mitch loves this. He wants to block as many mega candidates as he can because this we'll talk about tomorrow. Mitch, Mitch believes he saved America with his exhilarating experience in what he wanted to call a coup and what she did call an insurrection or coup attempt, which he did call an insurrection. This is Ted Cruz talking with an FBI official. And there's a proper answer that the FBI official should have been giving. When she was talking to Ted Cruz and, and if she can't talk about a case... And maybe she can't. She can talk about things in private. I
5: want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, did any FBI agents any FBI or agents confidential, or informants, confidential informants, informants actively participate in the events of 6, January sixth? Yes, 6, yes or no 6, Yes or no sir, I can't I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or FBI confidential agents informants, informants commit crimes of violence on January sixth? Six. I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Ms. Ms. who is Ray Epps? Yeah. I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well. There are, well, are there are a lot of people who are understandably concerned very Mr. concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered. And we know the rest of the story about Ray Epps. The proper answer
1: works like this. She says, Senator, I cannot speak about this in a public forum. It's an ongoing investigation. I will happily brief you in private, sir. This is confidential information. You'll need to keep it confidential. I will gladly brief you, sir. The proper answer on did FBI agents actively involve themselves in this is no. No, are you kidding me, Senator? No, and and no, the FBI did not actively involve itself in a coup attempt or an insurrection. No. The FBI would only try to stop that if it was going on. FBI agents are sworn to stop such things. I take umbrage. I right, sir, I am offended. So you again have, we're not giving you the information. You had it from Rand Paul, who is as close to a man of the people, I think, and in the Senate this long. Ted Cruz has his moments where he kind of remembers that he's just one of us, but with more money and more security. And he'll never have to work again a day in his life. And that he can go play the corporate board game. And maybe one day he'll be in the Supreme Court. And Ted's a very smart guy. uh, There's things I really like about Cruz. Uh, Less and less the longer time he spends there, because I do feel like he's being changed. After all, he played the insurrection game himself. Remember that because Tucker Carlson called him out on it. Now, this sounds unconnected because it could sound like going back to medical technocrats, medical bosses, medical ruling class, but it's not. Facebook. (laughs) Okay, so we probably have a bug on our website. Uh, for Facebook because the Facebook sharing bug, so you can share our content uh, easily on Facebook. So there's a little tiny bug. Now we don't collect any sensitive information there, and anything that we get would never end up in the hands of Facebook. So is your your address, stuff like that. This is from Stat News. The way Facebook's um, little sharing bug is set up on some of these websites, what what happened is Newsweek did and By the way, Newsweek. Wow. Newsweek tested the websites of 100 top hospitals in America. On 33 of them, they found trackers from Facebook, a Metapixel tracker. And what this apparently does, according to Stat News, who's analyzed this, is it allows Facebook information to, to, it allows them to be able to look into and see the data that's being passed over to these companies. So you go there and you fill out an information because you want an appointment. Let's say that you have have a medical condition and you go through one of those forms. You've seen these forms. You fill it out online. So why are you coming in? Uh, How long have you had the condition? What medications are you on? You fill that stuff out online and it's getting sucked up apparently by Facebook. Now, why would Facebook want that? Because it's worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. I'm ashamed to say this in a way. Back in the day at Microsoft, I I, I saw all the data possibilities and this is actually a good explanation for the, the technology ruling class. They really do not. I think most of them do not understand that they're that they're destroying the world. I really don't think they think so. Because back in the day, I was so enamored by the power of tech, and to be frank with you, the money I was making, and I was so enamored with the power I thought I had. Because it's a it's a gosh, it's such a heady thing to be in your late twenties, um, early thirties, even your mid thirties, and have the attention. <laughs> that a hundred million dollar bank account gets you. And when we were working in Hollywood and, and we were working in, um, in Hollywoods and Madison Avenue, we carried around hundred million dollars with us. You know, we could do hundred million dollar deals. And, and that opens up a lot of doors. and you begin to confuse Bill Gates's money with your own money. I mean, not in the way of spending it, but the doors it opens, or the, um, the, the corporate apartment that Microsoft had for us for a time, you start to think of that as your apartment. I mean, you know, I, not really, I didn't have family come and stay or try to sublet or to do anything like that, but it starts to be, it starts to be normal. We designed for the, what, what should have been the iPhone, but Microsoft couldn't see it. We designed what we called a thumb-driven um, tile interface for a phone. It was for this company called Zenzui, uh, Zumobi. One of our designs was to be able to tell people when they're pre-diabetic. How? Well, by their behaviors. And we were pricing that at, an, at, at a huge CPM, cost per thousand advertising. It was an advertising funded little tile. Think of it as an app. That's what they were. They were apps. We called them tiles. They were apps. And I remember when we were going through a financial modeling session with some, some MBAs at Microsoft, they said, there's no way. You think you're going to get an $800 cost per thousand? I said, when we identify a pre-diabetic, Absolutely. I remember them saying this, no one gets this. Like you're talking about a $35 cost per thousand. There's never going to be 800 bucks. I said, no, I know there's going to be, I've talked to pharma. I know I've talked to pharma. This money is, this, this, this data is so very, very valuable, but let's go back to the thread. Fauci will not tell us. His scientists who are paid off by, by pharma. The FDA won't tell us. Fauci won't tell us what data exists to support shooting kids up. The FBI won't tell us whether we had FBI agents involved in what they continue to call a coup attempt. They've never fired anybody voluntarily around the Russia hoax. They've never told us the full story of the Russia hoax. They've never told us the full story of the hoax kidnapping attempt of Gretchen Whitmer. They won't tell us, but they let everybody else into our bedrooms. And into our veins. And it is God-like. Ain't it? God Almighty doesn't reveal answers to us all the time. Very often he doesn't. He said to Abram before he became Abraham, follow me. Where are we going? I'll tell you later. And Abram who became Abraham said, oh, okay, well, I'll do that. You're God. But they're not gods. The patterns are so very clear but it also gets down to this pattern of morality and the meaning of words. This is a woman who has made her name known because she hates Ron DeSantis publicly. Her campaign is, I hate Ron DeSantis. Her campaign is, I refuse to do what the governor of the state wants me to do. Now, she's a statewide elected official. That's her prerogative. She's the um, state agriculture head in the state of Florida. That's a powerful position when you think about the, the crops in Florida and the, the money they make on orange juices and grapefruits. It's a big position. Her name is Nikki Freed she's speaking here on a panel and she addresses parental rights from her perspective
6: and when it comes to parental choice it's only parental choice if you agree with his parenting that's where we're at right now and, and the facts of the matter is we want to talk about parental choice every single day he is doing more and more to take away a parent rights
1: She's talking about DeSantis here, who she hates. She's running on a platform of I hate Ron DeSantis. Their
4: children. Just in the last two weeks, last two weeks, he's calling
6: on the fact that we are not going to any longer allow Medicaid to cover health
4: care costs, health care costs for hormone replacement.
1: Hey, let's, let's just fact check that real quick. Is it hormone replacement when you shoot a little girl up with two thousand times as much testosterone as would ever appear in her body naturally? Is that hormone replacement? Can you replace something that someone's never had? The lie is right there, and then she—the way she phrased that—he's talking about the fact that we're going to. He's proposing legislation. He's talking about the fact that we're going to. They embed the lie in everything
4: even talking about
6: the trans community we're just talking about girls and boys who sometimes need access but that no longer is going to be an option for those parents to help their children
1: we're talking about girls and boys who sometimes need access but not 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 the so-called trans community no What are the cases that kids would need hormonal treatment Well, when their body doesn't begin to produce it, sometimes that happens. Uh, Sometimes it's an after-effect of cancer. It can be an after-effect of uh, brain injury. I'm pretty sure that well-written legislation can be put in place to guard conditions like that. They're also insanely rare. And the other thing that they can do very, very easily is say, hey, if you're going to perform this stuff and you call yourself a so-called gender clinic, you have to have a specific license. And that specific license says you don't do this to children, ever. Not in the state of Florida. There's all sorts of ways to approach this. But this goes right back to this situation with the ruling class and how they have an absolutely different set of moralities from us. See, her idea of parental choice, she wants us to believe is this global idea that, that medical care for kids. Oh, really? Well, that's fascinating. Because tanning beds... Yeah, alcohol, cigarettes. So parents should have that choice as well to provide for kids things that will affect their body for the rest of their lives negatively. See, it all breaks down. Anytime you scratch at the surface of Transville, all of it breaks apart. It can't sustain any study or sustain any study, any questioning, any scratching at the surface of it. I have a question for you. Um, do you work in media? I look at the people who follow me on Twitter, and there's a whole bunch of people in media who follow me on Twitter. I'm working on something. I've received a bunch of tips this past weekend that there are a lot of talk radio people. I received three tips this weekend that there are people who work in talk radio and news radio who are expressly forbidden from talking about the injections in any negative sense. So they're forbidden from talking about injections harming people, mRNA injections. They've been told flat out, we don't cover that. You're not to write about it. You're not to mention it. If you work in media and you listen to this podcast and you can't speak out because you work in media, you have a paycheck. I don't. The Lord has seen fit to land us periodically in the top 60 for global podcasts on Apple. He has seen fit to land us from time to time in the top 50 for news. We've been in the top 30 on a a fairly consistent basis back and forth with Spotify The Lord has gifted us a a fantastically loyal and godly audience. If you have this information and this has happened to you, and you work in media and you and it's eating a hole in your stomach and you want to speak out, get in touch with me. You can simply DM me on Twitter. It's at Todd E. Herman. I will send you a private Proton email address. You can reach me there. It's as you know, Proton is encrypted. I will never give up a source. But I'm working to find out exactly how many people in talk radio and news radio are forbidden from talking about damages done by the mRNA injections. So if it's eating a hole in your soul that you can't speak out, well, you can just do it for me and I'll protect you. Oh, we got so much uh, response to um, to our, our our special show we did last week. We looked at trying to find God in the ungodly music of rock ballads because they're largely ungodly. And it was about 90% positive. A lot of other people said, hey, you know what? I don't listen to worldly music. And so I skipped that podcast. I had some people writing to say, it's been a long time since I listened to worldly music. And I get your point. I can see that. Yeah, we can see the godly interactions or the godly emotions because love is a godly emotion. Uh, desire to, to be kind is a godly emotion. They don't belong in any sense in an evolutionary sense. There's no place for kindness in an evolutionary sense. I mean, there's nurturing kids that they grow up, but I had this conversation this, this past weekend with a young woman who is new to work at uh, my pizza place to go to once a week. And, and I asked her because it came up at our conversation. Um, I asked her, if she had a spiritual life and, and she's picking and choosing and, and doing that thing. And, and I asked her, do you, like, I told her about some situations when I worked in the schools. I said, it seemed to me that you had feelings for the kids I was telling you about. She said, oh yeah, they're little kids. I want to be a teacher. I do have feelings for them. I said, tell me about how that makes sense in an evolutionary basis. That you have feelings for little kids you've never met because some old man, some grandpa sitting here eating pizza told you about it. And she said, that's a really good point. I said, it is a really good point. And you have it in my judgment because you have a soul. Then you have a soul created by a Father God who cares about you. And I said, that's enough Bible thumping. Just you know, she has a job to do. She's she's working at the pizza place. So I got a lot of feedback on that show. We may do other shows like this, not necessarily about rock ballads. But I also got so many people who sent in so many ballads. So we'll get to that in just a second. Let me start with this, Mr. This is letters from listeners, obviously. Going down with signs and horns and telling the people at the Pride Parade they're going to hell isn't going to bring people to God. That's one step below burning witches. Trump or his people really messed up with Kathy Barnett. This is in Pennsylvania. I don't think Oz will win because we're we on all sides see the real Oz. Kathy is the real deal. With some support, she would have been blowing away the dem. She doesn't speak like a politician. There was a guy in 18 that didn't speak like a politician. And so um, they called him all the wrong things. He won by a lot. How soon they forget. I hope someone else takes Trump's place in 24. He's not up for the challenge. It's going to take a real fighter that's willing to lose everything to save this country. Trump's not willing to lose his money, all the nice things, or wife and lefty kids. God bless. Incidentally, MR is not. He's a frequent emailer. He's not a squish. This is a very conservative man. And I'm beginning to see more messages like this, that people are very confused about Oz. They're very confused about some of the endorsements. And people are really, really concerned that President Trump is continuing to brag about the mRNA injections. And I am no longer the only person who thinks that the party intends to hang The injection damages around President Trump's neck if he's the nominee or even if it looks like he's going to be the nominee. Dr. Paul Alexander, who worked for President Trump, who loves President Trump, who believes that President Trump was on the way to being the best president in the history of the country, is begging, publicly begging President Trump to admit that Fauci and the National Institute of Health rolled him based upon President Trump's deep desire to not have 30 million Americans die. They lied to him. 30 million Americans are going to die. That's a massive lie. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of things to run on There's a whole bunch of things that the Republicans can run on and win on. John Kerry's back to saying, don't drill, baby. And energy security worry is driving
2: a lot of the thoughts now about, oh, we need more drilling of gas. We need more drilling of this. We need to go back to coal. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. And we have to prevent a false narrative (laughs) from entering into this or, again, uh, pun intended, we are cooked.
1: Yeah, that's that's not sunshine that you're flying under those jets. It's not sunshine powered. They're not electric-powered, John. We all know that. Back to the ruling class thing. On the topic of rock ballads from Regina, my ballad is Behind Blue Eyes by The Who. I think it's Joe Biden's anthem. No one one knows what it's like to be hated, to be fated, to telling only lies. And by the way, I don't think your wife's song is a ballad, more like an anthem. My wife was of the opinion that Don't Fear the Reaper by Bloister Colt is a ballad. It's clearly not. She lost that argument, by the way. But the song Behind Blue Eyes... This is perhaps, I think, the greatest Who song ever written. I'll tell you why. Because it starts with Pete Townsend. If if you're a fan of The Who and, and you've never listened to Scoop by Pete Townsend or Another Scoop, they're both two records that are the demo tapes that Pete Townsend makes for The Who. And there are people who will say that Pete Townsend is The Who. That's not true. Pete's the chief songwriter. He's the visionary. He's all those things. Pete is one weird mother, too. And let's all admit that he's one weird dude. I'm not here to say these are godly people. The song behind Blue Eyes Pete Townsend claims was him thinking about old Westerns and thinking about the bad guys in Westerns. Maybe. I also wondered to what degree Pete Townsend is thinking about Pete Townsend. The drunk. The guy used to come home and yell at his wife and hit his wife and abuse bandmates. I wonder how autobiographical it is. The magic in this take of this song is Pete playing it by himself. It's the fact that he is playing high up in the neck in a very, very weird sort of open tuning. Live, when he plays it with the who, he plays it just with straight chords, A, G. I can't remember the rest of the E, G. I can't remember the rest of the chords of the song. E, e major, G. Uh, I can't remember anymore. But it's also so clear when you take this version of the song and compare it to The Who that The Who was very much a band. This is a beautiful song, but when The Who played it together, it was a killer song. This is Behind Blue Eyes by Pete Townsend on the album Scoop. This is what he would take to the band to say, I think The Who should perform this. I don't necessarily believe this is Joe Biden's song because it has a, an aspect of self-awareness. Joe Biden's not aware of anything other than greed and grift. He has lizard memory for giving, you know, the the same political speech he's given his whole life. This is far too introspective for Joe Biden to even understand three words within it. on the podcast as we go forward is spend a little bit of time trying to have some fun on Fridays. God invented fun. I think one of the great tragedies of modern life is that we forget to take advantage of some of the gifts that God gave us, like having fun. I'm asking you a serious question. When was the last time that you lost yourself in fun? Because if you remember being a kid, and this is a little bit of a personal note, I was a free range kid. Were you a free range kid? When was the last time you utterly lost track of time in fun? I've done it with work. I've done it looking up a clock and going, gosh, are you kidding me? It's that late. Wow. And I've been working all day. Frankly, I can do it sometimes in workouts, which for me is play. Right? In a long workout, it's easy for me sometimes to lose track of time or I have to count my rounds. And sometimes I write on my hand or I write on a whiteboard. If, I don't, if it's a long workout, I forget what round I'm on. And for me, that's fun, but it's a far different type of fun than what we had when we were kids. I can remember being completely unaware that the sun had gone down. I can remember days with my friends where we would get on our bikes and ride. I had a Roger DeCostra bicycle. I can't believe that my parents bought that for me. It was so outside of their price range. Roger DeCostra bicycle, it was uh, chrome colored. It had yellow rims, these big plastic rims. And it was sort of, it wasn't the mongoose that a lot of my friends had, they had the, the nicer version. The Roger DeCostra was like the down market version of a mongoose. But we would ride those things. And I remember our time we were sitting in the graveyard on Pines, which is where some members of my family are buried, and we were just talking, and we'd met up with some girls. We were three guys, there were three girls, and we were sitting in the uh, graveyard just talking, nothing weird went on. But I remember coming and realizing, it's really late, because I became aware of the fact that every car had headlights on. And we lost ourselves in riding bikes and these girls had bikes and we went to a place called the sand pits and jumped. And they were the first girls that I ever met who would jump on motocross bikes. Girls largely didn't do that back then. And I drove home, I had ride home. And I came into the house having missed dinner. And we did try to have dinner together as a family. And my mom was a little bit concerned. We didn't have cell phones, we didn't have watches, but she said to me, "Do you know what time it is?" I said, "No, I don't." And she goes, "It's 9:30 at night. I've been really worried about you." I guess I guess I didn't realize. I left the house at 7:30 that morning. 7:30 to 9:30 we were gone. An utter play. An exploration. God gave us those gifts. He gave us the ability to get lost sometimes. When was the last time that happened with you? I don't know that it's something we can construct as older people. I can think of 10, 15 occasions as an adult where I become completely lost. All too often, it's on my own. All too often, it's just working out. What would it be like to put together an adult playgroup? <laughs> There's a gym. I have a friend of mine who owns a gym in Southern California where they have adult, great big, huge, um, oh, what are those uh, big wheels? Huge big wheels for adults, and, and they have one of those big ball pits, but it's for adults. I don't know. Maybe that's what our next outing should be. God, give give us the gift to play. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support, and it is so helpful when you hit the share button and share the podcast with friends. Podcasts that don't grow eventually shrink. We appreciate your support. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And let's give thanks to the Lord our God for the ability to have fun and maybe even ask his forgiveness. Father God, you gave us the ability to have fun. Lord, I am so sorry for not more often using that beautiful gift you gave us.